are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings beautiful people. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am excited to be here with you for another amazing episode of the African Father in America podcast. And uh, today I have a really, really special guest uh, joining me all the way from Uganda. And uh, I am going to bring her on your screen now. Uh, Edna, can you say hello to our viewers and our listeners who have joined us on this beautiful Friday? Hello visitors, hello viewers. I'm so glad to be with you today. And Simon, thank you so much. It's so such a pleasure to be with you. Excellent. Yes, I'm also very happy that uh we finally uh you know are here and it's an incredible Friday and uh the way that we are going to do our show today is that we are going to get started with a beautiful African proverb. It's what's going to ground our conversation today. So I'm going to put it on the screen so that those who are watching can see it and also share with us what uh, today's proverb means uh, to them. The proverb says that a reflection does not see itself. Uh, this is a beautiful African proverb. It says a reflection does not see itself. And uh, because we are behind time a little bit, I am just quickly going to share three nuggets of wisdom related to this reflection, uh, this, this proverb. The proverb says a reflection does not see itself. And um, the first uh, nugget of wisdom says that uh, our reflections often remain blind to the depths within us. You know, uh, the depth within you is not known. Uh, but when people see reflections, they really don't understand what's, what's deeper uh behind it you know uh, this african proverb teaches us that seeking external perspectives can reveal truths hidden from our self-perception so we should seek uh, the things that are beyond what you see uh, the second nugget of wisdom says that uh, just as a reflection requires an external surface to be seen our understanding benefits from external viewpoints so uh, what you know is not the complete picture of everything. You need to uh, seek other people's uh, opinions so that um, you have a full understanding of what's going on around you or what you're experiencing. And then number three, to truly understand others, we must stop. We, we must step out of our own viewpoints. You know, sometimes we think that what we know is everything, but uh, sometimes we have to pause and. Uh, uh and and you know for a moment uh be as if we are like children who are very curious who are always asking questions who are always uh asking even more questions when they've already asked you enough questions and sometimes it's frustrating uh but the most important thing is you know uh, your own viewpoint is not the complete picture uh edna when we sent you this proverb what is it that came to your mind A reflection the proverb itself i'll add it here on the screen uh, just it, uh, i must admit it was such oh um again thank you for joining me today for another incredible session of the african father in america podcast uh edna is going to join us just in a moment here she's joining us all the way from kampala so 
you know we, we have a few technical challenges that uh is also part of why we are a little late with the show today so when she comes back we'll continue on with the conversation but edna is one of the authors that uh, uh is featured in the book that is known as uh, remembering the future remember that earlier this week we also hosted uh, chris conti who is uh, the journalist that edited this book that edna is involved with but there are multiple other authors that are also involved with this book so edna was just sharing her perspective on today's uh, proverb you know today's proverb says that a reflection does not see itself i'm just going to put it on the screen i want to understand what your own opinion is about this proverb uh, i'm going to share it on the screen right now a reflection does not see itself let me know what this proverb means to you and uh, and let me bring back edna onto the show uh yeah let's bring edna back to the show hey edna i'm so sorry no no need I'm to so apologize sorry, Simon. <laughs> i i really think the network in uganda here is not so so good and the place exactly the place where i am uh, i'm sorry about that no problem uh, but i was saying i was saying i loved the proverb and i was also thinking that it has a lot to do about someone's curiosity eh? Are you curious enough to know exactly what it is about you or around you? Or do you believe in yourself alone? Eh? A reflection, meaning you are alone, but then there are many other, other, other people, other things that you don't know about. So if you keep to yourself, eh? you may miss out a lot. You may miss out a lot. So you seek to look at other people and in looking at other people you are getting their reflections and also adding it to on to yours and uh, yeah that makes it uh, a much bigger picture than what it ought to be you can't just think that it's only you alone yeah so i i love it about the curiosity bit and uh, uh, that's what i was feeling about that proverb although it was a little bit <laughs> difficult yeah i understand <laughs> i understand so edna uh you know one of the questions i love asking guests here on the afia podcast is uh you know just a story share with with us a story about uh, something that happened in your childhood when you were like eight years 12 years that continues to inspire you today as uh an author specifically because i know you are carrying a book uh, right there that you're going to share with us a little more about but uh, take us back years back to maybe a story that inspires who you are today a lot of the time i share with my guests that when i was eight, eight years old my mother uh, gave me a bicycle and asked me to help her distribute milk and bread in kisumu i was born and raised in kisumu so uh that really inspires who i am until today those days shaped who i became as a as a leader and uh, i want you to talk to us a little bit about your own story <laughs> yes thank you i love this story i look at myself back in that time when i was uh, 12 years and i i grew up with my grandmother because my my father had died earlier 
So one time around 12 years, I go to visit my uncle and my uncle's house had a full house. There were many children and uh, many people. So they expected me to know how to prepare a certain dish, which I had no hint about. I didn't know about it. So uh, they just left, they left me home in charge of everything, thinking I'm going to, well, to prepare a good meal. But I was so, I was so confused because I didn't know how to prepare it. And I waited upon them to come back and just look at me. <laughs> the, way they, the way they had left me with the meal unprepared. I was feeling bad. I was really feeling bad, but I knew that I could not make it. So I just accepted that they are going to come and find me there in that mess. And I just tell them, you know what, I don't know how to do it. So when my when they came back, my auntie, my uncle's wife was like, what? At your age, you don't know how to do this? And I really felt so, so bad. First of all, I was even a visitor who should have given the first impression of, yes, I'm a good girl. But uh, looking at what I was, uh, what I had gone through, they were, it was really mockery. My, uncle, my aunt couldn't understand me. So I go to my room, the room where they had said I, I go to, and I started crying. Then my uncle came in and thought, Mary, just take it slow, and within two weeks, you will be knowing what it is. Uh, my uncle didn't know how to cook because he was a man. But that made me really go out and learn how to cook. The moment he said, within two weeks, you will have learned. And I was like, within two weeks, I must have learned. So I loved so much the inspiration he gave me, even when he didn't know how to cook, but he taught me how to cook. So uh, this message goes to everyone out there, even if you don't know how to cook, even if you don't know how to read, even, anything. When you see someone struggling, just give them a word, a comment that will build them, not one that is going to break them. And so whenever I'm looking at youngsters somewhere they have failed, I just tell them, you know what, within a minute you will be an expert and I hope they become. Wow, that's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful story, Edna. You see, this is why I really wanted us to have a conversation with you today. And uh, I wish I could solve the internet problem in Kampala. You know, <laughs> we we have to have you back <laughs> on the show one day. You know, you're such a wonderful storyteller. Okay. Yeah. Now, Thank uh, you. Thank yeah. You. So, Edna, you know, talk to me a little bit about what what it meant for you to 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 be have you been an author before being involved with uh, the book uh, that you're carrying now uh, remembering the future have you written another book before and uh, if if yes tell us the you know tell us maybe a little more about your first book but if this is your first book tell us what it means to you uh, to be on uh, you know on a on a wonderful book that is now uh, you know it's all it's in my shelf here in america but uh, it's everywhere in the world because anybody uh, that has amazon can access this book so uh, just reflect a little bit about uh, what it means to you uh, 
to be an author on this incredible book edited by uh you know a world a, a, a renowned uh journalist uh from Washington DC uh and uh before we go a little further i just want you to share a little reflection around that you know yeah it feels so good i i was so happy to get on this book and be part of the, the people contributing chapters to it uh one thing is well i've been writing i write for femright and in some books in some books I've, i have stories there but i feel i felt that this is a very wonderful book why because it coincided with the feelings i've always had i've grown up in a country where we feel that whatever was behind in the past is a little backward and to me at times i don't feel i don't feel it is that and many times when i was alone I, uh, as a growing up girl i would reflect and ask myself because they are telling us they, i would look at some women who were co-wives three co-wives and they are together living happily and i would wonder what do they have in themselves that they should really be friends in a situation where they are sharing a husband in a situation where in uganda well in my contemporary world if you find your husband has a letter from some other lady you just frown and you shout and but this one knows that for the whole time they are going to be together they have a man they share but they are not shouting about it they are instead friends so i would be like but i think these people who lived in those days they had something more for us to emulate they had something more for us to to take on eh? although i can't understand it so i really felt that the people in the past had a past had something good in their past that we ought to take on although uh, it was not documented and somehow maybe we used to think it is a bit backward but it wasn't there was some kind of wisdom there was a lot so when i met conte and he suggested he wanted essays about the past about things that we think we are not looking at now i really i was so happy and i was like you know what i want to share this story with you i want to share a story of some people who lived and they would do, when whenever it was time for them to to go to to go to get married they would cry and cry because they were not sure of what is happening but whenever they got there they fitted in more more much better than the people who go laughing and after some time they dissolve their marriages so i was so happy and i'm so glad that this story the ideas i've always had in mind about the old people about the old cultures i was so happy that i'm able to contribute to them that's so beautiful uh, edna i just love how you how you speak i feel like you need to have your own show you know <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, thank you thank yeah, you my dear yeah now you have the book in front of you can you lift it up so that those who are viewing can at least see the back of the book 
and then maybe you pick your favorite yes. excerpt uh-huh very nice very nice now pick yes. your favorite excerpt remembering the future pick your favorite excerpt in the yes. chapter maybe tell us the title of the chapter that you wrote and then pick your favorite uh, excerpt maybe a paragraph and just read it for our viewers and our listeners uh, but while you're picking that part let me just uh, share with our viewers and our listeners that my name is Simon Javan Okelo I am in Seattle Washington and I'm hosting Edna Namara who is an incredible writer author uh, based in Kampala Uganda and one of the contributing authors to uh, remembering the future that is an amazing book that brings together some of the most talented writers and thinkers uh, in Uganda currently and they were brought together by Chris Conti who is a renowned journalist in, based in Washington DC who has worked with the World Bank and Wall Street Journal and they're reflecting on what uh, Uganda used to be like before colonialism and what Uganda looks like now and what Uganda could look like in the future they're just contrasting different uh, moments in history and um, it's just a beautiful book that you should all uh, get a copy of if you want to get a copy of it go to Amazon uh, and uh, in Uganda there is a there is a different publisher in Uganda that carries this book Edna can you remind us about uh, where people can get a copy of the book in Uganda Ibua Ibua publishing house in Uganda you can get these copies as many as you want excellent mm. excellent excellent so Edna read a little yes. bit of the excerpt uh, that is your favorite uh, from the chapter that you wrote please Yes, I'm reading from A Bride's Farewell Song, a chapter that I wrote, and there is this bit that I love. So I'm, I am reading now. Oh no, we would only report cases that were too much for us. Four days later, after sensing the heavy air at home, he came to the garden and dug with me and our children all day. As he dug, he was keen to be part of our conversation. I felt a connection blinding me. I called, sorry, I felt a connection binding me to him, a release of the rage that was seated in my heart. In a marriage, there are times when one must act stupid. We never have a formal training in cognitive skills, but we made rudimental judgments to solve some of our problems. Occasionally, acting as a fool to trample on the wisdom that will chop your family life is a brave action. The Bachiga women went into marriage ready to stay. I love that. I love that. Tell us about why this was your favorite, um, you know, excerpt or part of uh, your contribution to the book. You, 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 you're such an incredible writer. You use... Uh, you know big english words you know <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah 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 oh okay well, now i i, 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 I just yeah. love listening to you i love how you write how you tell your stories and uh you know just oh, thank you yeah so I, I just have so much respect <laughs> for for um for you and i really thank chris uh, I feel that Chris did a good job choosing <laughs> the right people for this project. So I'm, I'm really excited. So oh go my. ahead, tell us why this oh was my. the part that I'm you chose. I'm so honored. Yes, I chose this part because 
it is a it is a very interesting bit and uh, there are times i'm not going to pretend and i'm not going to lie around there are times when i have uh, issues with my husband and i am like ah who is now going to be the first one to talk <laughs> how are we going to solve this yeah? so this chapter here shows how People can resolve problems. A small problem could even be, you can make it big if you don't want to, to begin it, to, to begin the end of it first. So uh, I, I, just before this paragraph, a man had slapped his wife and slapping the wife for no reason because he had heard some man's voice in the kitchen and so he thought that the lady was cheating on him. But actually, the voice of the son he had, the voice of the man he had was the voice of his son. So after slapping her for no good reason, he realizes that he must make amends. And he knows that the whole house is full of is angry at what he did because the lady was innocently talking to his, his son. So when he realizes it, he feels so guilty and he says, he feels like, well, I'm not going to say sorry. It is very strange. It is a bit very difficult for Vachiga men to say sorry, but they will come around and show that they are very, they are sorry, they are remorseful. So he comes and joins them in the garden, a thing he was not accustomed to doing. And as they talk, he wants to join in. Then the wife also realizes that, but for him to come today, and join us in the garden. I think this man really wants us to reconcile. And indeed they reconcile. So I was so happy about the way the man did it for him to come down and say, you know what, for today, let me go to the garden and join them. And this will show them that I am sorry. And for the lady and the family to also welcome him and be part of them, they were also, uh, yeah, they were forgiving him. So I loved that bit so much because when you choose to keep quiet and the other one keeps quiet, how long will it take and when will the reconciliation come? So that's why I really love this passage that I've just finished reading. Oh, I have to tell you yeah. that I definitely go through these moments with my wife too. Sometimes you, you don't know who is going to talk first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you it's... should go to the garden with her. Yeah. You well, go with America... her to the garden, Simon. Yeah, here in America there's no garden. So yes, maybe yes. maybe I need to maybe I need to go to the kitchen and wash dishes. I need to yes, I need to clean yes. everything around the house. Then she knows that okay, this guy has this guy is willing to to reconcile. <laughs> Yes, join oh. her in the kitchen, join her and do laundry, then she will know, okay, yes, he's seeking to be my friend again, and yeah. it will work. Yeah, well, thank you. That is beautiful. So, Edna, when you think about, um, yeah, when you think about our conversation today, is there something that I did not ask you that you want to share with our listeners and our viewers? Uh, before you say that, I just want to say thank you. We've had so many people listening to us uh, today. We've had people on, on, on X, uh, formerly Twitter. Uh, we are live there right now. We are also live on LinkedIn. We are live on Facebook. 
we are on amp as well amp is a beautiful app that is owned by amazon and i love being there as one of the creators there and also on youtube youtube is our main platform and i see so many comments people are excited about this conversation that we are having edna and uh, i'll be sharing some of them in a moment uh, towards the end of our show but i just want you to talk about something that i didn't ask you know because now we are coming towards the end of our time together is there something that is really in your heart that you want to make sure you share well what i want to say what i want to share right now is uh, i am not very sure of my future but i believe that in this book in this book there is a lot that i would have wanted to put across to the world in other words i i feel like i've hit a jackpot by writing in this book i feel that i put a message to the people the way i would have wanted it done and i offloaded the lot that i had always been having carrying thinking how can i tell people that in my opinion i feel even our ancestors were great people i don't think that we can we should just uh, trash whatever they had there is a lot in what they used to do for example in this chapter this very chapter we find that there was a, the the bachiga men would do, would inherit their their brothers wives because if the wives if the husbands died then the wives would stay alone but instead of allowing this woman to leave the home where he was destined for where she was meant to be and she has children therefore she has roots so instead of leaving her to wander and go look for someone else they would inherit the lady and make her feel more as part of the family even when the husband has gone and then the children would always be same children so i felt that this was a very good thing much as the western world or, or civilization now looks at it as something that is forced but i feel that it was a better way of tending to widows who would in the end maybe separate from the people separate the children and separate with the prop the property so i felt that this was really something very very unique something good so i'm not saying widow inheritance is good but it has its other side it has its other side which i think we should look at when we are i am now saying we should look at uh, criticisms of the days that are past not everything there was bad eh? there is a lot that we can learn from there and uh, yeah this is what i want to say uh, even my friends who have written other chapters have really shown a lot that was in the past which we didn't understand so there is a lot of wisdom in the past yes so what that. i want to say yeah. simon fantastic uh, i just want to you. commend you again edna uh for for sharing you know your your voice uh your culture your story uh and in such a beautiful way uh if you have never been told that you are an incredible storyteller you are you know you are and you 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 remind me so <laughs> oh, much thank you yeah you remind me so much about uh how powerful 
uh, African storytellers are. You know, these days uh, when I read books, when I read articles, I don't, um, I don't feel it. And today uh, you got me excited just because of a book. And I feel like everybody needs to get a copy of uh, Remembering the Future. And I, I really pray that... Sure, you, sure. Yeah, I pray that you get uh, a, a chance to write your own book too in the near future where you can share more stories, you know, because I feel like you have a lot to say, you know. Yes, and I will make you the editor. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I need to I need to sharpen my English so that I know big English words like you do, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, to all our viewers, you know, thank you so much and to... Uh, to Chris uh, Chris Conti who edited this book. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just to share with you guys some behind the scene uh, work that goes into producing uh, podcasts. You know, the Afia podcast is a podcast I've been producing for over three years. And uh, I, I, I always want to have guests from Africa who are in Africa like Edna today. But the challenge is always the internet. You know, internet is really expensive in Africa. Thank and so you. it was very, it was kind of challenging yes, for us to get yes. together. But once we did, uh, this really has been one of the most amazing episodes of the podcast that I've done over the last, uh, you know, I've had almost 450 episodes that I've recorded for the African Father in America podcast. So I'm really yeah. grateful and I'm excited. But uh, I want you to get a copy of the book. That's one of the ways you can support uh, writers like Edna. Uh, so make sure you go to Amazon uh, and get your copy of yes. Remembering the Future. And also, if you're in Uganda, go to um, uh, Edna. Tell us where in Uganda they can get a copy, please. Ibua, Ibua Publishing House. Wonderful, wonderful. So make sure you go to Ibua Publishing House. And then Edna, if there's someone who is listening and watching the show, but they want to stay in touch with you personally, do you have a social media handle or do you want to share with people how they can connect with you? Yes, yes, I um well, I'm a, a journalist. I work with Global Press, so you can always find me there. Global Press is an American all over the world, and we write incredible stories. So please, if you go to globalpressjournal.com, uh, News Uganda, you find it an interesting reading so you will find me there wonderful wonderful well yes uh, edna you have a wonderful weekend and to all our guests uh, if you haven't subscribed to my youtube channel this is a good time to do so uh if you will be watching the show after we end the live broadcast make sure you comment so that we know that you also watched the show and give the YouTube video a thumbs up, you know. Uh, and also many of you say that, hey, Simon, I never catch you when you're live. When is it that I can join the live broadcast? The best way that you can catch, the, that you can be notified when I'm live is for you to press the bell button. The notification button on YouTube will ensure that the moment uh, we are live, you are also notified. Then you can join the show. 
Uh, again, thank you to those who stayed with us the whole week. You know, we do this Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we've been doing it for the last three years, and uh, I definitely cannot do this without you and the support of uh, people like Chris uh, Conti, who is, um, you know, supporting this platform by bringing wonderful authors like you to the show. So thank you again, Edna. Take care and have a nice weekend. And thank you so much. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokele live from Seattle.